Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is June 2nd, and this is your midweek message. So excited to have you all here with me as I come to you live from the Workhorse HQ in Edmonds, Washington. Yo, can y'all believe we are literally about to be like legit halfway through the year already of 2021? Like this is insane. But nonetheless, so excited that we are here, so excited that we are making it, that we're still alive, that we're healthy, and that there are so many great things to come. I just want to quickly say thank you to everybody who showed so much support last month with the Mental Health Awareness Month conversations, each and every one of them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I want to keep the conversations going, obviously, you know. Like I stated recently, mental health is every day, right? Henceforth, the title of the subtitle of the 31 Days of Power, a simplified approach to everyday mental health, right? So this is something that we continuously have to invest into and take the time to be intentional about. There was uh, a few things that have happened. Before we get to that, though, I do want to say thank you to the new listeners that might be tuning in. I ask that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. And for those of you all that are returning, my dream team, thank you so much for your continued support. Please continue to share the good word of the Between the Dream podcast. So June is Men's Health Month. And I actually found out this morning that June is also PTSD uh, and Anxiety Awareness Month, I believe. So we're going to have a host of conversations moving forward to help. Today, well, I'm sorry, yesterday for June 1st, I ended up putting up a post about um, emotional detachment within men. Now, stay with me, ladies, because I believe that This is going to be an important conversation for everybody. While I did preface yesterday's post and this week's conversation around emotional detachment in men, I actually want to use today to just talk about emotional detachment in general. And I want to break this down in several ways. So today we're going to cover the conversation of what has us emotionally detached, what can cause it, right? And then Friday, I want to shift gears and talk about how to overcome it. So um, this is going to be for everybody today, even though it's inspired by the conversation that we're doing for men with Men's Health Month. This is an every person conversation. So let's jump into it. Right. And I I truly do believe that this is going to be something that we can all use, um, you know, in our own personal lives. Right. And, And so for many of us. Right. Um, emotional detachment, if you need it like a, just, I guess like a pretty plain textbook definition, um, it's kind of like this, uh, I would say like unwillingness or maybe for some of us we're unable, right? So it could be an inability as well, but one of the two, right? This, this lack of willingness or this inability to connect with people, um, on, uh, an emotional level, right? Um, for some of us, um, It could also act as like, I would say, how can I put this? It can act as a protection or barrier from those who want to like maybe keep their stress or anxiety levels low, or maybe you're not trying to get the smoke and you want to avoid drama. Like it's a lot that that could be guarded by having it. Right. So I totally understand. And as we have these conversations, definitely around this here, 
I don't want you all to think that um, being emotionally detached is, is an attack on you. If you find yourself being emotionally detached, I want you to know that this conversation is for liberation and it's for help, right? So let's jump into this, right? Some of the symptoms that you might see when we talk about emotional detachment could be um, a lack of attention or appearing preoccupied when around others. And I've actually got some people that I'm very close to um, that have kind of expressed or shown this and I've had some really good conversations with them about this. And it's very easy to think that people don't care when you see that. So, you know, you might see them on the phone or they're texting while out at like a group outing or something like that. Right. And it doesn't mean that they don't care for some people. Um, they are just kind of removed and like maybe their phone is their safe space, um, you know, just kind of social anxiety type of thing or maybe just being anxious when out and around new people or, you know, whatever the case might be. Some other things you might see might be difficult. Um, there might be like difficulty um, showing affection with like family members or friends. I, I was on a call last Tuesday and one of the therapists who was on this panel with me talked about this and one of their family members and, um, you know, like everybody's not with the physical touch aspect, right? And it doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. Like you've got to understand people's comfort level and when it comes to their personal space, right? And so um, the affection thing for them or the physical touch or, um, you know, that personal space thing is a real thing that we've got to be mindful of as well. Um, some some signs of detachment might look like um, reduced Ill, um, ability to like show emotion or to express it. This could come in the form of like uh, even simply just saying I love you or maybe even just speaking a kind word to somebody that you know, right? It could be harder for you to do that. Other things can look like difficulty um, being able to empathize with, you, with each other. Uh, I can't even talk. Um, empathizing with somebody else and more specifically empathizing with, you know, like their emotional feelings, what they're going through. My wife likes to to identify this as, you know, the apathetic piece for her. And she talks about how, you know, she's developed compassion fatigue after working in, you know, some very unfortunate service fields over the years, having to witness a lot of death and see a lot of things. Right. And so these are just a few symptoms. Right. Um, but let's talk about causes because this is where I really want us to get to. Right. For some of us, <clears throat> our emotional detachment can come by choice, i.e. the love of the anti antisocial club <laughs> members that we have. Right. And in that, you know, we might be detached from people. And I'm not saying that is bad, but I am saying that. For some of us, it is a willingness that comes through choice, right? Some of us have chosen to proactively keep ourselves removed from like emotional situations, right? Um, and I think that it's, while it might be kind of lower tier on the list, I would honestly say that this one might actually be one of the easier ones to kind of go in and address and fix, right? which is to say, hey, if I can identify the fact that I am making a conscious choice to do this, then I can also make a conscious choice to change it, right? I can make a conscious choice to, and, and it's not to say that it's gonna be an overnight thing, but simply to say like, hey, I might just do one to two things different from how I normally would, 
and in my approach or my relational and intentionality with people and there might be a change from that right so choice is the first one right the next one that i think is so important um can come from uh post-traumatic stress disorder which i think is really um great as a conversation point being that we are in this ptsd awareness month as well right and so understanding that with experiences that have taken place right um we we might not want to get too close you know i know like i said well my wife for example as she's worked in the different fields of health and had to witness a decent amount of death you know she talked about how she would get close to like some of the elderly people that she was working with early on in her her past career and in that you know when they they died like it took a toll on her right and so for her she said that she did become a lot more emotionally detached because of that and I thought that this was really powerful because I feel like this speaks to what many of us go through when it comes to trauma, right? Trauma in different forms, right? And it doesn't always have to come through the form of death. Sometimes we have traumatic experiences that might not necessarily be death, but that cause us to want to numb, right? That cause us to want to stay numb and stay in a good place. That way, if God forbid something bad did happen, we're not necessarily as attached as we could be and to a degree, we've kept our emotions protected, right? For some of us, it could be bipolar disorder. For some of us, it could be personality disorder that causes us to be detached, right? If you are in a heavy slump of depression, I know for me, when I was going through like major depression, I became very detached, right? And it was very noticeable by a lot of friends. They were like, man, like you are somebody who's usually on point with people like what's going on you're pulling away right so depending on the the space that you're in in the time mentally this can be a thing too i know another one is is, is um it could be like from it could result from abuse as well right when you talk about verbal emotional or physical abuse growing up like childhood wise right being sexually abused right this can cause detachment as well so i think that we've got to be able to look at these and then as we now get an idea to say hey these are some of the 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 leading causes for it um and if you can identify any of these within yourself if you find yourself being a person that is maybe emotionally detached a little or a lot i would say hey if we can identify this, the question then becomes, what kind of help do I need to seek? Obviously, excuse me, for some of the ones that we have um, discussed today, it might be a thing of, hey, I need to seek some professional help, right? If we're talking the likes of PTSD, you know, abuse of any kind, you know, major depressive disorder, actual like identity and personality type of disorders yes we're gonna say you know what it might be a thing of you you gotta go seek out some professional help to be able to deal and heal with those issues first and then that way you can come back to saying hey i've now recognized that this has been a thing that's caused me to feel the way that i feel and now that i've recognized it, these are some of the changes that i'm going to make to make it better right for some of us maybe it won't be the professional help but maybe you just need to be able to um, talk it out with some people around you and do your own research as well and say, hey, all right, here's one thing that I'm willing to change. Here's something that I've noticed about myself. Hey, this is a great idea. Talk to some of your friends. Talk to those close to you. 
those that you spend a lot of time with asking hard questions or maybe not even asking hard questions, but asking questions that might have some hard answers that cause you to um, just take some time to look at yourself and reflect, right? This is where we are today, right? So the question in today's conversation is, are you detached? And if so, what has you detached? What has caused the emotional detachment for you, right? And then we can move into being able to recognize it, right? How do we recognize it in our day-to-day lives, right? Talking to the people around us, getting insight from those that we work with, right? And doing things like that. Because the reality is, is that the people around you, definitely if you have, look, and here's the reality, you can have relationships with people and still be emotionally detached. Like you can have friends, you can be in a, a romantic relationship, you can be married, you can be a parent, these all can coexist in the same realm, right? It's like the multiverse, guys. Like, it all exists within the same realm, but the reality is is that you just haven't been able to necessarily experience the best of those relationships because of the emotional detachment. And this is where the help comes in. This is where we learn, hey, you know what? Maybe I take a softer approach. Maybe my kids let me know, like sometimes mom or dad, you can be a little rough around the edges or, you know, it feels feels very like disingenuous, like whatever it might be, like it's okay. And I know that sometimes hearing those things about ourselves can be hard, but I just want to leave you with a little bit of encouragement on that side as well to say that it's never too late to learn and to make some changes, right? Like it is totally fine, my friends. So we need to be able to start recognizing it within our own lives. And one of the easiest ways that we can recognize it is by being able to talk to those close to us. The second thing I would say is, hey, this might be the time to take a, a deeper dive when it comes to learning your identity. And the reason why is because as you learn your identity, um, last month during Mental Health Awareness Month, several conversations that we had, I talked about knowing yourself because in knowing yourself, you can start to recognize and identify some patterns that you might have or possess, right? And so between the people that know you and then you taking a greater chance to get to know you as well, it will be so helpful for you to really start diving into um, how can I start moving forward into overcoming now that I've recognized that I might be a little emotionally detached. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying you got to go out and be super extrovert, give yourself to everybody all the time. Because the reality is that discernment is important and protection is too. So you want to make sure that you are staying protected when it comes to having these conversations um, and and, in these relationships, because not everybody deserves those deepest depths of yourself. And that's okay, right? That's my convo for you all today. Listen, if this was helpful, make sure you share it and let me know. Tag me, Jr. on Instagram, Richard L. Taylor Jr. on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, and at Truly Taylor Made on Twitter. Don't forget, you can go to my website, richardtaylorjr.com. There you will be able to find all of my work, my books, and of course, the new book, The 31 Days of Power, A Simplified Approach to Everyday Mental Health. I am so excited for us to continue and to move forward as we have these conversations that will help us, right? Because I believe that everything that we talk about when it comes to men's health is stuff that we talk about too when it comes to health of everybody overall. So I believe that these conversations can actually be beneficial in more ways than one. I love you all. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream.